This episode is dedicated to my mentor, Justin Baldoni. His book, Man Enough, is powerful and without equal. It's been my roadmap as I navigate through turbulent waters and confront the demons that continue to taunt me. This is the Resilience Podcast, 399, and I'm Cecil Ledesma. It's Sunday, July 24th. I've been pretending to be a man that I'm not my entire life. I've been pretending to be strong when I felt weak, confident when I felt insecure and tough when really I was hurting. I think for the most part, I've just been kind of putting on an act. And I'm not an actor. And I'm tired of acting. I can tell you right now that it's exhausting trying to be man enough for everyone all the time. Now, for as long as I can remember, I've been told the kind of man that I should grow up to be. As a boy, all I wanted was to be accepted and liked by other boys, but that acceptance meant I had to acquire this almost disgusted view of the feminine. And since we were told that feminine is the opposite of masculine, I either had to reject embodying any of these qualities or face rejection myself. This is the script that we've been given, right? This is the programming we've been fed. Girls are weak, boys are strong. This is what's being subconsciously communicated to hundreds of millions of young boys and girls all over the world, just like it was with me. Now, I'm just a guy that woke up after 60 years and realized that I was living in a state of conflict. Conflict with who I feel I am in my core in conflict with who the world tells me as a man I should be. But I don't have a desire to fit into the current broken definition of masculinity because I don't just want to be a good man. I want to be a good human. And I believe the only way that can happen is if men learn to not only embrace the qualities that we were told are feminine in ourselves, but to be willing to stand up, to champion, and learn from the women who embody them. Now, to the men listening, I'm not saying that everything we've learned is toxic, okay? I'm not saying there's anything inherently wrong with you or me and men. I'm not saying we have to stop being men. But we need balance, right? We need balance. And the only way things will change is if we take a real honest look at the scripts that have been passed down to us from generation to generation and the roles that, as men, we choose to take on in our everyday lives. So, speaking of scripts, the first script I ever got came from my dad. My dad was amazing. He's no longer with us today, but he provided for my mother and my four other siblings. He was a good provider. But as a kid, I resented him for it. 
because I blamed him for making me soft, which wasn't welcomed growing up in the Philippines because being soft meant that I was bullied. I was bullied even though I was built like an athlete, but because my skin was lighter than the other kids. They called me a white monkey, and I kept that hurt buried for 61 years. I chose to suffer in silence, and I was shamed because I had lighter skin than the others, and the bullies called it out every day for others to notice. You see, my dad wasn't traditionally masculine, so he didn't teach me how to use my hands. He didn't teach me how to punch, how to use my fist, how to fight, you know, man stuff. Instead, he taught me what he knew that being a man was about providing for your family. But there was another role I learned how to play for my dad. No matter how rotten you felt on the inside, never tell a soul. That role was to suffer in secret. And now three generations later, I find myself playing that role too. I never met my grandfather growing up, but why couldn't my grandfather just reach out to another man and ask for help? Why did my dad think that all he needed to do as a man was to provide for his family? Don't get me wrong, please. I appreciate what he provided for his family. I'm not ungrateful. I'm very thankful. But I also know a man who would rather die than tell another man that they're hurting. I'm purely guessing that my dad was hurting because he never talked to us about any of that. He never showed that he was uh, struggling to show emotion. He never showed that he was interested in spending time with his kids. You couldn't ask him anything. Hell, if I knew what my dad did for a living because he shut everyone and everything out of his life. And now, three generations later, I find myself playing that role, too. But in the eyes of society, he was a good provider. I don't think it's because we're just all like strong, silent types. It's not. A lot of us men are really good at making friends and talking. Just not about anything real. If it's about work, or sports, or politics, or women. We have no issues. We have no problem sharing our opinions. But if it's about our pending divorce and separation, insecurities, or our struggles, our fear of failure, then it's almost like we've become paralyzed. At least I do. So, some of the ways that I've been practicing breaking free of this behavior is by creating experiences that force me to be vulnerable. One is to go to therapy and commit to holding your heart in your hands and like a wet sponge and with vigor, wring it out until you create this puddle on the floor that represents everything hurtful, shameful, traumatic, buried, silenced, and toxic that you've held in for three generations and cry. I've never cried so much in my life. 
The other is this podcast platform that forces me also to be vulnerable. I am freely choosing to share my story with listeners in almost 90 countries. And to those that have been with me since the very first episode, a heartfelt thank you. And I love you for being here. So, if there's something I'm experiencing shame around in my life, I practice diving straight into it now, no matter how scary it is, and sometimes even publicly. Because then, in doing so, I take away its power. And my display of vulnerability can, in some cases, give other men permission to do the same. I understand. Growing up, we tend to challenge each other. We've got to be the toughest, the bravest, the strongest men that we can be. And for many of us, myself included, our identities are wrapped up in whether or not at the end of the day we feel like we are man enough. But I've got a challenge for all the guys because men love challenges. I challenge you to see if you can use the same qualities that you feel make you a man to go deeper into yourself. Your strength, your bravery, your toughness. Can we redefine what those mean and use them to explore our hearts? Are you brave enough to be vulnerable, to reach out to another man when you need help, to dive headfirst into your shame? Are you strong enough to be sensitive, to cry, whether you are hurting or you're happy, even if it makes you look weak? Are you confident enough to listen to the women in your life, to hear their ideas and their solutions, to hold their anguish and actually believe them, even if what they're saying is against you? And will you be man enough to stand up to other men when you hear locker room talk, when you hear stories of sexual harassment, when you hear your boys talking about grabbing ass or getting her drunk, will you actually stand up and do something so that one day, one day, we don't have to live in a world where a woman has to risk everything and come forward to say the words, me too. This is serious stuff. I've had to take a real honest look at the ways that I've unconsciously been hurting the woman I've loved for 29 years. And it's ugly. My wife told me that I had been acting in a certain way that hurt her and not correcting it. Basically, sometimes when she would go speak, I would just cut her off mid-sentence, not paying attention, finish her thought for her. It's awful. The worst part was that I was completely unaware when I was doing it. It was all unconscious. So here I am, doing my part, trying to be a feminist, amplifying the voices of women around the world. And yet, at home, I'm using my louder voice to silence the woman I love the most. So I had to ask myself a tough question. Am I man enough to just shut the fuck up and listen? Guys, this is real. And I'm just scratching the surface here because the deeper we go, the uglier it gets. I guarantee it. I don't have time to get into the violence against women or the split of domestic duties or the gender pay gap, but I believe that as men, 
it's time we start to see past our privilege and recognize that we are not just part of the problem. Fellas, we are the problem. The glass ceiling exists because we put it there. And if we want to be a part of the solution, then words are no longer enough. There's a quote that I learned that I've come to love. It says that the world of humanity is possessed of two wings, the male and the female. So long as these two wings are not equivalent in strength, the bird will not fly. So women, on behalf of men all over the world who feel similar to me, please forgive us for all the ways that we have not relied on your strength. And now I would like to ask you to formally help us because we cannot do this alone. We are men. We're going to mess up. We're going to say the wrong thing. We're going to be tone deaf. We're more than likely probably going to offend you. But don't lose hope. We're only here because of you. And like you as men, we need to stand up and become your allies as you fight against pretty much everything else. We need your help in celebrating our vulnerability and being patient with us as we make this very, very long and shameful journey from our heads to our hearts. And finally, to parents. Instead of teaching our children to be brave boys or pretty girls, Can we maybe just teach them how to be good human beings? So back to my dad. Growing up, yes, like every boy, I had my fair share of issues. The resentment I had for my dad, I now realize, had nothing to do with him. It had everything to do with me and my longing to be accepted and to play a role that was never meant for me. So while my dad may have not taught me how to use my hands He did teach me that the only thing I had left was my heart. And to me, that makes him more a man than anything. So, Dad, I love you, and I forgive you. Hey, I'll see you next time, and thank you so much for tuning in. That about wraps it up. But before you jump off, two quick things, actually uh, three. One, I've always wanted to author the conversation on resilience and mental health because as a very proud Navy father, these topics affect me personally. And as you go about your day, be sensitive and be kind always for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you probably know nothing about. Your life is a gift and it's precious to me. And thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we can have a conversation is amazing. I feel very honored to be in your ears right now and that you spend a portion of your morning, noon, or night with me. And whether this is the first podcast you've listened to or you've been a loyal listener, I just want to say thank you. And last, please, I would be honored if you checked out my website at CecilLedesma.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter at CecilLedesma. Peace.